0: Hello, and welcome back to Normies Like Us. This week, life finds a way, and we have spared no expense. Our genetic engineers have been hard at work, and the park is open. To quote John Hammond, we have a podcast. We're talking about the movie that mesmerized a generation in the franchise that was hatched as a result. We also talk about the book that inspired the phenomenon and the video games designed to catch in on dinomania. So strap in. Please do not feed the animals. Hold on to your butts. Welcome to Jurassic Park. The species of rareforman's been extinct since the Cretaceous period. Brad Raptors. We have a T Rex. Must go fast. Uh-huh. It's a system. I know this. Clever girl. Normies, what's up? I am Mike. Hey guys, Colin here. Joe. And this is the Jurassic Park episode. We're gonna be talking the movies, the book, the comics, and the video games that spun off of this Ooh. great franchise. I want to ask you guys. You know, Mania started uh, in 93 when this thing came out, but were you dinosaur kids before Jurassic Park kind of set the world on fire?
1: Nope. I'll blow your mind. Colin here first, Mike. Uh, not a big dinosaur fan. Not really? Not a big dinosaur fan at all. I liked uh, history. I liked, you know, little things like Egyptian mythology. I liked Greco-Roman history, things like that. I do not care about bones in the ground.
0: Wow. Okay, Joe, are you a dinosaur kid?
1: No,
2: man, I'm on Colin's team here, too. I was an archaeology kid, you know, like Indiana Jones, uh, Egyptian gods, Greek mythology, that kind of stuff I thought was way more interesting. After the movie, sure, I like monsters. They felt like monsters to me more than
0: anything. Okay, I mean, because... I was a dinosaur kid. Now I feel a little bit of odd man out. I pitched no, we're not teaming <laughs> up on you. Tell us, man. But I pitched the episode. You know, I was uh, when I was young. I would always go to the library, get all the dinosaur books I could. I wanted to be a paleontologist before Dr. Grant made it look cool with a red scarf. You know. <laughs> I thought it would be fun to dig up dinosaur bones. You don't realize you spend six months not finding anything and you're in the desert and it sucks. But when you're a kid, you're like, yeah, you know, I, I loved it. I knew, you know, I Archaeopteryx, the whole thing. If you can't say them by the time you're 12, you'll never know how to pronounce Whoa, them Whoa, what anyway.
1: is Stratheonopics? No, I didn't learn, man. I am never right. going to
0: know. Strethiomimus is similar to the Gallimimus in the film, the two-legged ones that the T-Rex eats when they're stampeding. Oh, oh okay. okay. So I know herbivores
1: and carnivores.
0: Okay. <laughs> That's
2: about as, deep as I <laughs> Yeah, know. a
1: little bit, but- a little bit closer. There are
2: different periods. Uh, Jurassic is the one that had the catchiest name. Yes, and yeah. it
0: wasn't even the right one, right? It should be Cretaceous. Yeah, for, for the one on the cover, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I guess that's it. We Here we are in the dinosaur spectrum. Um, I just want to throw to the movies. It started everything. It hatched this whole uh, franchise spinoff, so I say we just go right there. Let's get into it. Let's talk movies. Jurassic Park. All right, Normie, so we're going to be talking the Jurassic Park film series. But first, we want to you know, remind you to give us a ratings review on iTunes if you like what you've heard so far. And uh, we really appreciate everyone listening and following us on Twitter and Instagram. Yeah, definitely check us out on Twitter and Instagram as well. We've been
1: loving all the followers we've been getting. Yeah, yeah really appreciate the community. Love to hear from you guys. Any
2: future episodes you might be interested in hearing, just let us know.
0: All right. And that being said, let's get into Jurassic Park. It's what we're here for. We know Jurassic World is right around the corner at the time of recording. It will be out by then. But it all started essentially in the public mind with Jurassic Park, the 1993 film by Steven Spielberg. I want to ask you guys, tops and bottoms the whole franchise do you have a favorite movie and a least favorite movie i think they're going to be the same and do you have a favorite dinosaur as a <laughs> add i think on.
1: you're definitely probably going to be right with that prediction but first uh, let us think here this main series there's five films correct we've got right. two jurassic worlds now and three original jurassic parks yeah so it's jurassic park jurassic park
2: the lost world mm-hmm. jurassic park 3 which is the first to not be based on any previous books jurassic world which is out and available uh in 2015 and by the time this podcast comes out you might have seen jurassic world fallen
0: kingdom speaking of fallen kingdoms
1: okay i don't like any of those titles first of all (laughs) um i I guess if i had to do a top or bottoms here i'll go first uh i got to go to the original top obviously spielberg invented the game i mean let's let's talk about it incredible cast incredible crew I mean, he's got an incredible cinematographer for that film, an incredible score as well, truly working on every level. And if I had to go bottoms, uh, you know, uh, probably the film I've seen the least would have to be Jurassic World, the uh, the most modern one. It's probably my least favorite for sure. Uh, it- you know, it's not one that I grew up with, and just from a lack of familiarity. And I remember just coming out of that theater just just so let down after all the hype and all the buildup of the return to Jurassic Park, and I just felt it did not commit uh, to give us what that hype entailed.
0: Yep, Joe?
2: I'll pick up here. Uh, the first movie, set it all off. It's a Spielberg film. Yeah. Spielberg is the master of the American film, the blockbuster. Can't beat it. I mean, it is timeless. The The John Williams score, like you mentioned... It's just unbeatable. I mean, that's something you hum along to all the time.
0: Yep. Um, bottoms, though.
2: Bottoms, though, it's tough. Um, I skipped Jurassic World in the theaters. Uh, I just wasn't feeling the return. It kind of felt like a cash grab to me. So I f- found it, I think, like six months after it was available on like HBO or Netflix or one of those. Sat down with a couple beers. Really enjoyed it. I thought it was a lot of fun. I mean, it kind of delivered on the promise of the premise, right? I mean, it is a functional theme park where dinosaurs attack. I mean, that's kind of what we always thought we'd get, but we never really do. So I enjoyed it. Um, I think Lost World might be my bottom. It's it's one of the longest in the franchise. And by the time you get
0: to San Diego, I'm just so exhausted. Ooh, I think that's a, I I have uh, affection for Lost World. A lot of people don't like it. But um, my favorite, obviously, the original. It sets the bar. Spielberg's making Jurassic Park and Schindler's List at the same time. Oh my god. I mean, I he's at that. the height of his powers, you know. Um, Very different films. Yeah, a lot different. So you can't you can't really touch that original film. It started Dinomania. Whoopi Goldberg did a dinosaur movie. You know, like, everything was dinosaurs after this. Uh, the worst is Three, I think because it has the least to do with the themes that Michael Crichton set up in the original books of man playing God and stuff like that. The third one is just a rescue mission. Oh,
2: yeah. I got to agree with you there. Even outside of just like some throwaway lines from Alan Grant where he's like, that's not how you build dinosaurs. That's <laughs> how you play God. Yeah. It's like, okay, we
0: get it, man. We got it two movies ago. Like Lost World is like at least taking those concepts and being like, well, what if the park had been open when the disaster happened as opposed to an audit? For the park.
2: And it's got some really iconic action scenes as well. Like the whole thing with uh, the trailer going over the edge and the two T Rexes trying to save their baby.
0: Oh that's yeah, Lost cool World.
1: Yeah. yeah, but if I can blow your mind on that real quick, it also has scenes with Jeff Goldblum's uh, adopted daughter or actual daughter. I can't actually remember their relationship. They make it seem
2: like it's actual e- daughter, but he something. barely knows her name e- or what yeah, she's doing. Yeah,
1: maybe, but uh, isn't she a gymnast as well, where she's doing uh, uh, pole vaults and somersaults over Raptors? So, uh, But you know. somehow didn't make it on the
0: school's gymnastic yeah. team. Yeah, well, exactly. You got cut from the team. Goldblum's so, best line. <laughs> uh,
1: so with that film, it's really more of a cast that's kind of letting me down. You get a lot of people not returning. You got Vince Vaughn. Ouch. That's kind of a detriment to me. And Jeff Goldblum, who is not my lead of that franchise. What about Julian Moore, man? No, Julian Moore, an incredible addition. You know, you oh, get a lot of beautiful redheads running around in the Jurassic World scared of dinosaurs. That's, all about.
0: that's true. I think Jeff Goldblum should not be short sold here. I mean, he's the meme master. He's got the laugh. Oh, boy. You know, Chaos Theory puts the water on the hand. Jeff Goldblum is like even... Almost more than Sam Neill, the face of the franchise, to me. And he's because back and Fallen Kingdom. Because Sam Neill is old. I mean...
1: So is Jeff Goldblum, man. There's yeah, just but so much charisma. Sexy character in that film. That's what's so strange the, about the it. Let's talk open. about this. The two different characters, or I guess the two different male leads in the
0: first Jurassic Park, are two men kind of at odds with each other, chasing Laura Dern's love. Oh, and one note on that. This was also uh, produced by Kathleen Kennedy. So we have the Kennedy-Laura Ooh. Dern connection going back to... Uh, last jedi so just an f- interesting thing that i noticed when i, was I love that
2: yeah, kathleen kennedy has been around i mean since like spielberg really started becoming the household name i mean i know jaws put him on the map but everything since like the late night well, her kathleen first film kennedy. et with him exactly i is, mean like and even beyond that just stuff that he's executive produced like gremlins which is joe dante's uh film yeah kathleen kennedy was producing that poltergeist countless others
0: Right, and um, is the best monster movie Spielberg ever made, Jaws or Jurassic Park? Ooh, that is a great question, Mike. Just a quick, quick one, and then we'll go back to talking about these leads.
2: I like that question more than any answer I could give.
0: Yeah, (laughs) um, boy, I... You know, Bruce, the character of the
1: shark in Jaws, is obviously one figure, so it's kind of easier to be terrified. You know, it's like Freddy Krueger. It's not like there's eight Freddy Kruegers running around. (laughs) Right, right. A part of Krueger. Yeah, exactly. So one, I guess one shark gives the advantage there, but the T-Rex is so iconic, that motherfucker's
0: still coming back for these movies. Yeah, and like the velociraptors are still like nine out of ten people's favorite dinosaur, I'm sure, if you (laughs) ask them.
2: I mean, I think in Jaws, he kind of, laid the groundwork for what we saw in jurassic park like the animatronic he built in bruce was only quadrupled in the t-rex and then later expanded upon in other movies i think if we hadn't seen jaws we never would have gotten this jurassic Ooh, very Park.
1: very
0: true did stan winston build bruce the same animatronics guy for jaws I, I should have looked that up actually i believe he did not yeah well that's the thing uh we have steven spielberg having two animatronic animals that do not function in the water (laughs) because historically (laughs) Bruce did not work. That's why you didn't see him. And then the T-Rex during the famous rain scene with the flares would overweight the hydraulics and it would like shudder. And they had to, you know, and that was a really difficult scene to shoot.
2: That's one of my favorite behind the scenes stories for Jurassic Park, which had a ton of trouble in production, just dealing with, you know, the odds of the weather and that kind of stuff. There was the, a hurricane. Yeah, there was a hurricane oh, wow. mid production. Yeah. But the T Rex would just randomly turn on and come to life. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, there are great conversations with Kathleen Kennedy where she's like, yeah, you would just be sitting on lunch break and all of a sudden you'd hear half the crew
1: scream because the T Rex just shuddered to life on them. Oh, my God. Yeah, now, who I wondered that. Now, I wonder if that's kind of why they came up with the uh, glass, you know, the close-up on the glass, the bum-bum. Do you think that was a result of maybe the technology not working so well? They had to come up with something to fill it in? Maybe. I mean, I think the practical effects in that movie are what make
2: it. Like, I I mean, another great testament to the movie, there's only 15 minutes of dinosaurs in Jurassic Park. Yeah. And the majority of those are the animatronics.
0: Yeah, the most of the... um special effects obviously the cg gets a lot of praise but uh spielberg exclusively used that for wide shots of the dinos and it is mostly the practical effects another thing uh you know we need to obviously we're talking about special effects because that's what really pushed this this made cg like the future and originally it was going to be these clay motion you know sort of like um Ray 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 Harryhausen style. Yeah, Yeah, like a throwback. And so Phil Tippett was originally going to do that. And he's like, I'm out of the job now. He saw the CG test of the T-Rex. Like, we're done. But one cool thing they did is they made a 3D armature of dinosaurs that they could pose in their... Keyframes of animation, and then the animators could use the keyframes to flesh out and smooth. So they were doing like this half animation, half CG. It was kind of cool.
1: Mike, can I blow your mind a little more about that Phil Tippett quote? Uh, after he said that, Spielberg turned to him and said, Don't you mean extinct?
0: Oh, man. <laughs> He's a. Uh He could have done the cold open.
1: Absolutely. That is
2: like a savage joke. (laughs) if you think about it. Someone who's like, oh, man, my my career path is just kind of
1: over now. I did this for 40 years. Yeah, but don't (laughs) you mean you're useless? eh? Hey. (laughs) So let's jump back to
0: leads. Let's talk
1: about these casts. What do you like about this? Specifically, let me ask you this. Do you guys like Chris
0: Pratt as the lead of this series? He's Indiana Jones now, right? He's Harrison Ford. He's Han Solo and Indiana Jones. Like, Star-Lord is Han Solo and... You know, whatever his name is. Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt in in Lost World is, you know, kind of Indiana jones I I don't know. Joe, I want to hear your take on this.
2: Oh, he's fine. I mean, I think the movies that they're making moving forward aren't really Jurassic Park movies anymore. I mean, Jurassic Park, the first movie, is suspense-driven. I mean, it's almost horror-y. Like, there's not... There's action set pieces, sure, but it's not an action-adventure movie uh jurassic world the genres have changed you know what i mean like it's just a different type of movie
1: now with a different type of
2: leading man you're saying exactly you need insert generic action hero here (laughs) and i think chris pratt fills that role sam neill wouldn't make sense as like the smart man in the room who's like problem solving and knows how dinosaurs react and stuff i mean i know chris pratt's smart because he's the raptor trainer or whatever But he really just comes off as like I'm gruff. The
1: veteran trainer. That is not some of my favorite stuff in those movies.
0: Yeah, and we're gonna touch on um, definitely like where the franchise is going. But as far as the original, where you have Jeff Goldblum, it's like and uh, Sam Neill. You have the two smartest men in the room in the same room, and they're fighting over the same girl. Even though (laughs) Sam Neill's kind of like, nah, it's not my girl. But it creates a cool dynamic. And you know, in the book, Malcolm's character is not like this suave sexy guy but in the movie like they wrote him to be a lot more fun and i think they're
1: oh you mean jeff goldblum wrote himself to be a lot he, more fun <laughs> he did
0: that's why jeff goldblum's great look at thor ragnarok i yeah, mean it's, it's true e-
2: even as far as like the the trash even as far as the the t-rex scene in the book and uh in the original script for the movie he just runs away like he just books it out yeah jeff goldblum who was the one who was like What if I got a flare? You know, what if I was trying to distract the dinosaur and save everybody?
0: Yeah. Give himself a redemption. Yeah. So he he did do that, but I think he's my favorite character in the movie is Dr. Ian Ian Malcolm. Ian Malcolm, his weird quote Chaos
1: mathematician.
0: Yeah, you know, life finds a way and all that. He he's basically what he's doing is inserting the like thought process of Michael Crichton to the viewer because that is what Jurassic Park the book is about. It's chaos theory how these little deviations can make a whole plan go wrong if you mess up the DNA now They can breed right all this stuff could have a cascading effect and you can't control everything and it would you'd be a fool to try So he's telling you that
1: and is that his reason or for the invite to the park? I can't remember. Obviously. I understand why the insurance adjuster why uh, dr. Malcolm as well, but Get the uh, lawyer.
0: yeah, he's a Mathematician who specializes in chaos theory. So he's kind of looking at what could go wrong here. Oh, I yeah. see that's why he's always spouting his philosophical drabble, but it's fun to me. Um, I think they're great. Um, as far as the supporting cast too, I think the kids in Lost World are terrible, but the kids in Jurassic Park Original are great.
2: The kids in Jurassic World, you mean? Or uh,
0: Jurassic World? Sorry, I'm going to do that a lot, listeners. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> goddamn Jurassic Park, Jurassic Park, The Lost World, Jurassic World. Okay. Yeah, that's a little. The too two close. brothers in. Um, Jurassic World are terrible compared to the children in Jurassic Park. Oh, you don't
1: like riding around on a clear gyroscopic ball, making a little banter about how mommy and daddy are
0: breaking up? Yeah, for one <laughs> line. Yeah, the kids' performances in the original Jurassic Park are so good. And like Spielberg always says, it's not really a dinosaur movie. It's a movie about how Grant mm. doesn't want to have kids or like you know be that kind of responsible adult. And then it's him learning to care for a life that's lesser than himself. So he's taking care of these kids during this crisis. So that's kind of the main human arc.
2: I mean, Broken Families, that's like one of Spielberg's go-to themes in everything he does. It's nice to see it interjected even in a blockbuster movie with dinosaurs.
0: And in the book, and we'll talk more about that, Grant actually really likes kids. He likes that kids are just as excited as he is about dinosaurs. Like, he thinks that wonder that they possess, like, it really engages, you know, like, his imagination the same way, so... They changed that in the movie.
1: I always kind of thought it was a little strange when Dr. Grant gets a little turned off by the kid reading his book. I'd be kind of happy that anybody read my
0: book. And he scares the shit out of that kid. He talks about getting his intestines spilled on the ground (laughs) by a velociraptor. The fat
2: little raptor kid. Yeah,
0: oh man. But we're talking about families. We're kind of talking a
1: little bit more about subtext. Can I tell you guys kind of my favorite subtext in the original Jurassic Park film? Um, I love the kind of hidden, uh, over- tones of the bombs of hiroshima the the atomic bombs that were dropped i mean we see oppenheimer's picture on wayne knight's computer or actually it might be samuel jackson's character Uh, we see malcolm and the kids or alan actually later with the kids blown away by the electric fence when they're when they're covered with soot and you know they're they're blasted up you see so many allusions to you know terrible technology and the ramifications it could have on our everyday lives
2: it kind of makes it feel even more like a monster movie, you know, playing on like Godzilla's original
0: Ooh, theme. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I love that. You're absolutely right, Joe. And that kind of plays with the theme because Godzilla was about, you know, the devastation that can happen as a result of nuclear war, nuclear testing. You know, he was born from, you know, the nuclear fallout, making this monster that destroys Japan, right?
1: Well, it's all creation and
0: destruction. Science, the basis of all of it. Science gone wrong. And that's something that Crichton loves to play with in his books, you know, and he was working on the screenplay before the book was even published, right?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think we should hit that point. The production for the film started in 1989. The book was released in 1990. Yeah, so they were working originally just off of his first manuscript.
0: Yeah, and when we go to the actual comics book section, we'll get more into that, but he definitely wanted to do something that was a little bit more from the child's perspective, but the publishers wanted it a little bit edgier because that's what he'd become known for. Things like Andromeda Strain, they were a lot more dark. And so then he added these gruesome dinosaur deaths, and the book kind of went in that direction. It almost feels like Spielberg's film adds some of that tone and that wonder that he wanted to capture in his original draft.
1: Ooh, but I would definitely say some of that grimness, too. Like when you see something like Samuel Jackson's arm being left after he's devoured by those raptors. I mean, that is so grisly. Yeah.
2: And that, you know, that's such like a memorable moment just added in because of the hurricane. Like originally they were scenes with Samuel L. Jackson kind of exploring him before he got eaten, while he's like trying to save the day, basically. Oh. Completely cut out just because the the hurricane ruined shooting
0: oh, days. Oh, hold on to my butt. Wow. Yeah. Um, I have a question. Do you guys remember the first time you saw Jurassic Park? Because I didn't see it in theaters. My parents wouldn't let me. It was PG-13. It was too dangerous to see in yeah. the theaters. Mike, man.
1: I got a story that will really reflect my opinion on Jurassic Park for you. My parents saw this film together on a date and walked out. Halfway through, they walked right into uh, uh, wrongfully accused or no? I'm sorry. What's the what's the film <laughs> with uh, with uh, Harrison Ford on the run? The fugitive. The fugitive. The fugitive. That's right. Yeah, can't Another believe great that. Movie, yeah. Oh yeah.
0: But. Not as, not enough dinosaurs in the fugitive though. But so you got Indiana Jones on the run, or you know, yeah. Sam-Nia. So
1: it wasn't really even something that I got to rent. It wasn't until a sleepover that I watched it, and I got to see you know that everybody else thought, wow, this is the top shit, but. Uh, I don't know. I just thought it was kind of a cool movie. I think I might have even fallen asleep through it the first time I saw it. But as a film student now, I've watched it several times and really cannot emphasize enough how much I respect what Spielberg did with the film, what it did for blockbusters in general.
2: I had the action figures way before I saw the movie. Oh, really? Yeah, because they they were dinosaur toys when you were a kid. Uh, So I was collecting those and, and got those as gifts before I even saw the movie. And like you said, Mike, I wasn't allowed to go see it in theaters. Oh, damn. I yeah. didn't know
1: it was that violent for you guys. Is that what it was? What was it? PG-13? PG? It was PG-13. We were four. I was like, yeah, Oh, my five. God. Yeah, four or five.
2: Right around there. Yeah, I was there, born right? in 88. So uh, yeah.
0: now you guys know my age. Um, uh, don't look it up. Don't look it up. Uh, so, yeah, I was like definitely uh, underage for what was recommended by the government. Yeah. Um, so I didn't get to see it. I did see it at a sleepover, and I was terrified. That raptor scene in the kitchen, when it's just the kids and the raptors, that was so scary to me that was probably the scariest thing i'd seen up to that point as a kid because they're helpless and one thing spielberg mentioned is he wanted the raptors and the kids to be meeting in a place of familiarity for the children like they're in a developed human area like it's a kitchen humans are supposed to be here and that's where they should feel safe the raptors are invading their territory and really putting them out of that it's Scared the shit out of me. Yeah, and
1: that's in, like, a, a theme park cafeteria, too. Couldn't be more fun and uh, whimsical, right? And
0: Ter- now terrifying. It takes Disneyland. Like, oh, this is going to be fun, right? No, it's no a way. nightmare scenario. Yeah,
2: See, that's kind of what I feel about the themes of the, the movie entirely. Like, the idea of, like, a nightmare Disneyland. That was what excited me. You know, just, like, the idea of, like, things going wrong. And I think Jurassic World, you finally deliver on that promise of, like, a fully functioning theme park that gets overrun by dinosaurs.
1: But let's talk escalation. I mean, uh, narratively, that's kind of the only way it could go is finally opening the park. But what happens each time? The dinosaurs get out, the humans get scared, the humans run away.
0: Well, yeah, we got to have a three-act structure. Um <laughs> <laughs> Let's look at it. So Jurassic Park comes out in 93. becomes the highest grossing film ever for that time period. If Jaws created the summer blockbuster, this took it to the next level, oh my right? Oh, God. I mastered it. And uh, it won three Oscars for special effects, sound editing, and sound mixing, right? And then now you get The Lost World, Jurassic Park, which mixed feelings on it. Um, and then Jurassic Park 3. And now we have Jurassic World and Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom coming out.
2: Which I do remember seeing The Lost World in theaters. I mean, that was a point where I was a fan of Jurassic Park. Yep. You know, I was big, you know, loved it. And going to see that in movies and kind of like halfway through being like, oh, I'm a little bored. This is kind of long. Oh,
0: oh, So Michael Crichton and Steven Spielberg, like Spielberg wanted to make more movies. He asked him, "Can you do another book? So like he kind of wrote the follow-up book, a little bit based on the original. Was it Conan Doyle, The Lost World? That's right. Yeah. Um, and then that was a film as well. So in the book, I believe... This is a little bit jumping ahead, but the Costa Rica bombs the shit out of the island the end, right? Because, like, no more dinosaurs. But Spielberg was such a fan of the original Lost World film and book. He was like, I want to do my version of that. I've already made Jurassic Park the Spielberg film. I just want to have fun and do my version of the Lost World, where they bring the brontosaurus to San Francisco, and it tears up San Francisco. He's like, I'm just going to do that in San Diego with a T-Rex. People give the third act a lot of problems, and I just like that Spielberg got to throw back homages to, like, these other, you know, film styles and stuff that are just fun.
2: Yeah, I mean, now that you say that, it's definitely built on those. I mean, there's even that moment where, like, a group of Asian businessmen look up at the T-Rex and scream.
0: Oh, yeah, and then there's, like, you know looking through the window just like king kong did to fey ray in the original rko version there's a lot of nods that he does in that sequence that it's just him being like hey you know
2: oh that makes me
1: appreciate that more now this is his old-timey monster movie i'm glad he got to make that
0: yeah you know because he made such a masterpiece with the first one why try to do the same thing just make an old-timey monster movie go to the island meet the beast bring beast back beast breaks loose learn your lesson so it's fun three however it's just a monster movie we learn no lessons i here. like the yeah. setup
1: i like the plot i like that it's about dr allen having to go to this island to track down this kid i know that i said it's the day in the life of adventure earlier before but that's what it is it feels much more serialized well and i think it's worth noting that's uh the first
2: break from spielberg he's an executive producer along with kathleen kennedy and he did help develop the script but the directing role was taken over by joe johnston Who's director of Captain America. Yeah, one of my favorites, the yeah. Rocketeer. I mean, he makes great American adventure
1: films.
0: And do you guys know how he October met him? October Sky. I love October Sky. Oh, yeah. right. oh he directed yeah. October Sky. Yeah, I do that's love one October of my favorites Sky. anyway. Anyway.
1: Uh, do you guys know how he met him? He was actually the art director for Indiana Jones, which he won an Academy Award for. I didn't know that. There's a bunch of like really interesting behind the
2: scenes stuff for the third Jurassic Park, too, because a lot of people like... You know, they were struggling with franchise fatigue. This is before you were expected to make movies until you die based on a subject if it does well.
0: Exactly. Um,
2: Like the original pitch that Spielberg gave to Joe Johnson that was rejected was about Alan Grant living on one of these uh, InGen islands, like Robinson Crusoe, like in a treehouse, studying the dinosaurs. I
1: kind of wonder if that trailer life was carried over for Chris Pratt in Jurassic World, maybe? Ah, I could definitely see that.
0: Well, the kid of the the character of the child in Jurassic Park three, he is surviving on the island by himself, stealing food out of engine camps. He knows the patterns of the dinosaurs. He's got T Rex pee. In I really love when he talks about getting the pee. I think that's probably one of my favorite I, scenes. I give it credit.
1: Want to know?
0: <laughs> there are some good things. The raptors look cool. It has like recreated scenes from the original movie. You know.
1: Okay, but again, here is the issue. First film. Our bad guy dinosaur is the T-Rex. It's so badass. It's the king of dinosaurs. Okay, second film, it's about transferring that T-Rex again, sure. Third film, it's kind of about him communicating to the raptors, but no, the big bad is the Spinosaur, I believe, or Um, the Aegeastaur, or something like that, something like that. I mean, what is that? That, That's nothing to me. It is the
2: Spinosaurus. Uh, Building on the legacy of Jurassic Park, though, the biggest animatronic ever made. Oh wow! Um, fully capable of functioning in water for like the first time ever. They
0: f- three tries to get it right.
2: Yeah, I mean, there's definitely like the curse of Spielberg is over. Yeah, with Joe Johnson. I mean, I think it's worth <laughs> noting. Yes, that movie has problems. So Joe um, Johnson's
0: better than Spielberg is what we learned. No. <laughs> uh,
2: anyway, so yeah. Um, but I, another place where I think Jurassic Park three succeeds, it is 35 minutes shorter than any of the other Jurassic Park oh, wow. movies. It is not a suspense film. It is not a horror film. It is a straightforward action-adventure film. It really kind of shifts the genre um, that we had seen like
1: Spielberg build and then Jurassic World just completely throw out. But as an audience member, I'm throwing it to you guys right now, Do you do you follow into the drama of every film the new bad guy has to be the most badass dinosaur you have ever seen in your life?
0: Yeah, I don't know. That really doesn't get me. I'm a T-Rex fan. I think the Spinosaurus was cool when I saw it, but he just makes such quick work of the T-Rex. It felt a little. Mm, the in- the reason he
2: makes such quick work of the T-Rex, the T-Rex's neck broke uh, in production, like the animatronic. Oh. So they just changed the script. Oh, wow. Originally, oh. he was going to be
0: around more. Okay. It's like. Harrison Ford's. why don't I just shoot the gun? Exactly. It's, yeah, he walks up and he
2: staples the hat to his head. Sometimes like the, we'll just do it. Yeah, the neck broke on the animatronic, and it just was too expensive to fix.
0: It probably got wet and broke its neck. So.
2: Probably. You
1: know, you have to give it up to Spielberg. That's a lot more spontaneity than I would have guessed in these films.
2: Yeah, I know Jurassic Park 3 gets a lot of hate, but I'll be honest. I really think I like it more than two. I mean, it switches the genre, like I said, but there's a lot of fun in there.
0: I mean, you see the line to Chris Pratt being a raptor trainer because Alan has this, like, recreated bone throat of a raptor that he's conching. Oh,
1: yeah. He's got a, a 3D-printed raptor trachea that he blows into to talk to the raptors at one point. It's the best scene in the movie. Which I looked up is actual technology that are, or
2: paleontologists are trying to to figure out. Really? And, like, wow. his, uh, his little sidekick, Billy... Oh He's yeah, like the action favorite. adventure kid. <laughs> I mean, Billy. that's that could have been Chris Pratt. You know what I mean? Sure,
0: <laughs> that's true. And, and then he just becomes a raptor trainer. Let's say I don't know. It has a talking raptor. It's so cheesy. He's Alan. Alan, I love that. On airplane, <laughs>
1: can I make a prediction? I know we're not talking about it right now, uh, but I'll I'll go ahead and uh, foreshadow this for you guys. My hate for maybe the upcoming movie Fallen Kingdom. Uh, uh, that tiny little scary monster Raptor. I have personally shared with I think all of you guys uh, my hatred for the billboards and pictures of how it's creeping into the little girl's room and acting like a little I monster, reaching his claws out and lurking. in. my prediction is, and uh, let us. know. No fans. If this happens, I think that raptor is going to talk.
0: Oh my! I think God. it is
1: going to pull a Caesar from Planet of the Apes and no. say like it's some sort of yeah, exactly, Mike. Scary little no at the end, or something to Chris Pratt, who will be horrified and shoot it in the head. They'll say his
0: name
2: in, in Jurassic Park Three. Uh, Alan Grant makes a point to say that raptors are smarter than primates. A Hidden that Planet oh, of the Apes style, no. and B that if they weren't wiped out by the big one. That they would have become the the primary uh, life force on Earth, not humans, rather than humans. So maybe you're onto something, Colin. I don't know. That to me would be like <laughs> the ultimate jumping the
1: megalodon. Yeah, yeah. a little bit. Mosasaur. Uh, let me jump down that rabbit hole there real quick, though. So, number three also had the ability to kind of catch up with technology, like you were saying, Mike. It's post the the Jurassic Park boom. Now, by the time they made Number Three, Yeah, Dinosaur Fever had sort of taken over everybody. We also knew something. new knew about dinosaurs we didn't know during Jurassic Park, and I'm talking feathers, guys. Yeah. So we see sort of a light influence on
0: that. How do you guys feel about that? In your mind, do dinosaurs have feathers? I think it doesn't matter in your mind because they do scientifically proven have Oh, feathers. is that true? Yeah. They saw imprints of the feathers on like fossilized skeletons. Well, I know
1: they keep finding the fossils, but in my mind, those are their feathers. I don't know. That blows my mind. <laughs>
2: just, no, science is wrong. I mean, they make a point in uh, Jurassic World, Dr. Wu, who comes back from... The first movie to the to the fourth uh, says that we genetically modified these to make them look how people thought dinosaurs looked. Like, there's a throwaway line that's like, yeah, we know they don't have feathers. You didn't want them with feathers.
0: Yeah, you wouldn't like them with feathers because yeah. it's not how they looked in your books when you were a kid. Exactly. That's how I feel, like But, guess. like, we don't know what they look like. It's going to constantly update. But, yeah, when you're a kid, you think they're big lizards, but they are more like birds. I was talking to a friend. What do we think dinosaurs taste like? I think they taste like chicken. Oh, God. Another
2: point, like, Jurassic Park 3, to me, still had the theater experience. Like, I was still excited. I was It was 2001. I was young enough to still be interested in just the idea of, like, holy shit, it's another Jurassic Park movie. This is awesome. Yeah. Uh, also, fun fact, the first time we see a Spider-Man trailer for Sam Raimi's Spider-Man features the Twin Towers. It's like a mini film where uh, a helicopter of some bank robbers gets That's caught right. in the spider's web, immediately pulled from theaters after 9-11.
0: Yeah, I uh, saw so that like, trailer though. Yeah, if you saw went.
2: Jurassic Park 3, that was the first time that trailer oh. was shown. Yeah, it was huge.
0: It's caught in the webs and you hear the music and see Spider-Man coming soon. That was, I, I distinctly yeah. remember that.
2: I mean, I remember leaving Jurassic Park 3 and being more excited than anything for Spider-Man because it was, <laughs> was before was the, the internet was an everyday thing. Like, that was worth the price of admission. Yeah, oh, it, 110%. So It was it, also like the the film I saw on my birthday that year. Like It, it held a, a special place.
0: Okay. So 3 begins the escalation then. We have to have a Spinosaurus to kill the T-Rex. It's got to get bigger and badder. And that pretty much made the franchise go dormant for 15 years until... Yeah, you can't top it. 14 years. 2015, we get Jurassic World, right? How do we feel about this? I saw it on an airplane. It's the, it's the beginning. It's almost a soft reboot, right? Well, here's the
1: thing that I'll give it credit for. Uh, For a long time, this was originally up on JoeBlow.com, there was the huge scoop that Jurassic Park 3 would feature crossbreeding, that we would see genetic experiments done on dinosaurs to maybe cross them with human soldiers, maybe even a little dog DNA in there to make them docile. I mean, I'm not kidding, folks. This is something Steven Spielberg started floating around Hollywood, finding writers to develop this script. Uh, And to see that come about in Jurassic World with the genetically modified dinosaur as the ultimate killing machine, but just a blend of all dinosaurs, I'm much more thankful for that than super dinosaur soldiers.
2: Yeah, I mean, we definitely could have gone the way, like, the original rumors were, like, guns mounted on raptors and stuff like that. Just would have taken Uh, it in a totally different direction. Have you
0: guys ever seen the cartoon? I think it's from mid 90s dino riders oh yeah definitely definitely, I have. that's like where we could go jurassic park the dino wars see it in 2024 check it out um i really didn't like jurassic world i thought it was so fucking cheesy i thought it was like the way people talk about force awakens just a rehash of the original film except you have this genetically modified dinosaur it's bigger and badder there's a fight scene that i thought was dumb like The raptors came to help in the original film, and it was like a surprise. Like, oh, they're like infighting. Like, we can take advantage of this. They weren't on your team. They were just two forces of nature that were opposed, and you were able to escape.
2: And you were caught in the middle. Yeah,
0: and you were lucky. This one, the raptors are like, all right, Chris Pratt. (laughs) <laughs> you're my boss. You <laughs> well, you're my Pokemon. boy, Blue. It's poke. You're it's my, my boy, Blue. You're oh my boy, Blue. god! Oh, yikes. Right? Yikes! So I thought it was dumb and just to rehash of the original. Uh, Joe, however, has said something to me that starts to reframe the way I think about the film. If you want to expand on that, kind of how it. Oh, I'm excited to hear legacy, this. Right? <laughs> but if
1: both of you guys can turn my mind around on this film, I will be very happy. Uh, yeah,
2: yeah. Let me hit you. This is, in my opinion, a way to think about franchising as a whole in Hollywood. Like. I I skipped out on Jurassic World in theaters the same way I skipped out on Independence Day in theaters, the same way I've skipped out on hundreds of movies that have come out to take franchises that we loved as kids, play on our nostalgia, and get us back into the theaters. I saw it eventually on HBO, and when I saw it, I thought, oh, what he's doing, Colin Trevorrow, the director, is commenting on franchising. I mean, the whole movie is a play on the fact that that movie's ridiculous. Like, we see mm. the promise of the fully functioning park, but the idea that, like, capitalism and commercialism is so prevalent in our society, you literally see a guy in, like, a Tommy Bahama shirt running out of a cheeseburger in paradise <laughs> while pterodactyls are
1: raining down. Can I blow your mind? That's actually Jimmy Buffett in a cameo. For real, That's true. <laughs>
0: see, I love wow. it even
2: more. Like, that makes the joke even better to me. And I do feel like that movie really hits on, like, a lot of, like, nihilism points. Like, a lot of what they're doing comes off as cheesy, but I think is intentional. I think it's supposed to feel that way.
0: Yeah, like you said that to me, and I started thinking about it more. Like, why do I not like this film? And then the idea that, oh, dinosaurs aren't exciting enough. We need something bigger and badder. Like, that is the franchise. Like, oh, we saw three Jurassic Park films. that didn't do well. We can't just show a T-Rex. People are bored of that. Let's create a new dinosaur. And that's like the film directly stating, like, this is franchises. You have to go bigger and badder. More teeth, right? It's interesting that that is you're right directly sort of dialogue and they're in mentioning the film. brought to you by Verizon. All even the sponsorship <laughs> shit they talk it's about all that. part A of, lot it. of consumerism. So if it is meta, it actually changes its place. You know, um, in my mind, in my ranking.
2: And like I feel like I mean it has to be like some of Chris Pratt's lines are so cheesy. It's it's on purpose. I mean it it has to be the way he talks to Dallas Bryce Howard's character. Like he's like you've never had dirt on your boots. Like those lines are so generic that you kind of feel like they they were put in there on purpose. And to play on our nostalgia, we even see, like, the T-Rex from the first one come back. We see the, the Jeeps from the first one come back. It's all about reliving your childhood and, and playing into this, like, consumerism world where it's like, yeah, Jurassic Park probably would be a real thing and it would probably be way too expensive to go to <laughs> <laughs> unless your aunt ran it.
1: Yeah, that's true. Right,
0: right. But like they say in the original film, you could charge whatever you want and people would pay it. Now, John Hammond said, no, no, no. Everyone has the right to enjoy these animals. And that's what the new CEO is like. He's like, it's not about profits. Yeah. You know, he's like a chill dude. But Bryce Dallas Howard's character. Is that her name? I can't, Yes. Too many freaking <laughs> names. She's the businesswoman, right? But even that CEO kind of has that Hammond DNA in him. Like he is like a nice like philanthropists like i want everybody to enjoy what we've created
2: yeah, like a fucked up willy wonka yeah yeah and that's yeah, what john hammond true. is yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah in absolutely. the movies in the movies i mean steven spielberg wanted him to be like a dark twist on walt disney okay I mean, now, that
0: was why he modeled the character that way it makes sense yeah so i think when you look at it in that context jurassic world really is an interesting meta commentary there's a difference between being self-referential and being like a meta commentary. And if they are doing the meta commentary, I give it a lot more credit than I initially did when I first viewed it.
2: And even think about like the deaths in Jurassic World. In the original series, when someone dies, I would say 90% of the time it's off camera. Yeah. And the other 10% of the time, or I, the fact of them is they're all bad guys. Like everyone who dies is is mostly a bad guy. Except for Clever Girl. Yeah. yeah. But is, I mean, is he a good guy? I mean, he talks about how dinosaurs are dumb and stuff like that. In Jurassic World, like the boy's babysitter at one point just gets picked up by a pterodactyl, taken fifty feet in the air and dropped. Like she didn't do anything wrong. And then
0: caught, and then that pterodactyl gets eaten by a mosasaur yeah. with her. It's so <laughs> oh over the top. God. It is
2: like it's. I think it's really. <laughs> new do to the director? Man? Like it has yeah. to be intentional. I think it's kind of like this is what you wanted, isn't it? This is what you've always wanted to see. We'll give it to you.
0: And that actually changed my thing to where now when I see the Fallen Kingdom trailers, and it's like. Okay, there's a volcano. You got to get the dinosaurs off the island again. It's almost another parallel to the original and the Lost World mm-hmm. where we need to save these dinosaurs. That's why Malcolm and, uh, you know, Vince Vaughn were going there was to protect the animals. I mean, even Lost
2: World, Fallen Kingdom. like Come on. Those yeah, could those be the intense. same thing.
0: But it also now, yeah, uh, it looks like this weird dinosaur slasher film. I don't know.
1: Well, it's interesting. you got to give it up to the director, J.A. Barona. Um, His previous films, The Orphan and When a Monster Calls, have got a lot of humanity out of very heightened situations. So I think he is the right guy for this. I'm a little nervous about Colin Trevorrow still writing the films. Uh, We saw him get removed from Star Wars uh, for kind of having some radical ideas Everyone gets removed from Star Wars.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I know that doesn't mean much to you, Mike. If you're a director, you're removed. If you're a writer, you're removed. It doesn't matter. But yeah, Colin Trevorrow, we'll see. I don't know much about um, this new director for um, Fallen Kingdom, but it looks fun.
2: I mean, I like what you were saying, though, and it makes sense with the director of like the dinosaur sneaking into the girl's room Uh. like he's fucking Nosferatu. (laughs) Like it fits knowing that like, oh, that's the guy who made Orphan, a horror movie with a weird twist at the end. When a monster calls, playing on an urban legend everybody knows with a weird twist at the end. I think that's kind of like the direction of the franchise. is like, you think you know, but maybe you don't.
1: Boy, but you got to wonder about a, a third for this trilogy then. I mean, what would that be?
0: That's true.
1: I, I mean, you got to worry about a second for this. <laughs> like We have not seen it <laughs> We have, it have yet. not seen it
0: yet. Uh, people are already reviewing it on YouTube. I refuse to watch it because I want to see it. But what is interesting to me is it feels like Joe said, it's kind of embracing itself as this ridiculous premise. And now it's like, what if we just made a very, very expensive B movie where the dinosaur is hunting people down in a hotel or whatever, like in a you know human environment again, but we just lean into it. What if he does talk? I don't know. But if they just make an expensive <laughs> B movie, Chris Pratt and Dino Friends as well, it could yeah. be very fun if you just don't take it seriously.
2: I don't give a shit about car movies. That's not really a genre Bumble that i Bumblebee, come on. <laughs> <laughs> but like Fast and the Furious... I feel like the Jurassic franchise is my Fast and the Furious. Sure, yeah. A little more grindhousey. Yeah. But yeah, which I love, like, Grindhouse films, Roger Corman, B-movies from back in the day. If we can,
0: like, channel that energy, I'm in. That's true. Like, we could really lean into driving a car out of an airplane, the dinosaur version of that. You know, the way Fast and the Furious, like, <laughs> we're going to parachute cars out of an airplane. It's going to be ridiculous. Do that with dinos. All we need is the rock.
2: Uh, oh yeah, When's oh, that cross and he out could be some alpha
0: Chris Pratt. Here's here's my my
2: weird pitch for what I would like to see moving forward. I want to see a Steve Irwin archetype oh. for dinosaurs oh, played man. by
0: someone like the Rock. I like that. That's very interesting. That'd be funny to say. Animal friend. Yeah. What would the third one be? I don't know. I think Fallen Kingdom looks so fun when I decide not to take it seriously because I took Jurassic World seriously and I was so upset, like it's so contrived. Joe kind of changed my thinking on that. Looking at it as a meta, you know. Analysis, which again, like
2: you know, my thought process was six beers deep on the couch
1: (laughs) (laughs) nine (laughs) months after it
2: came out. It wasn't in the theater. That's a pretty
1: good take. Well, it's interesting. You got to give it up to in the original films, uh, the first and the sequel, they could not keep the ensemble together. In the Jurassic World films, they have. So I would also be curious in the third film if we will see a Chris Pratt, Bryce Dallas Howard led film. And I'm
0: excited to get um, Ian Malcolm back. Jeff Goldblum, back at it again in a black shirt. So are you are excited about that? Because, I mean, that's the one thing
2: Jurassic World felt. Like a lot of these these franchise re- retoolings, like even Blade Runner, they always dig up the old star. Ah, uh-huh, here
1: they are. You know what yeah.
2: I mean? And it's like, oh, you'd be excited about it. The thing about Jurassic World that I kind of appreciated is, instead of digging up the old stars, it dug up the old artifacts. You had the Jeep. Yes, you the had old the, mythology. The so I guess it does feel more remote. I don't really know how I feel about in. Being back at it because it's like,
1: okay, dude, like, didn't you have your turn twice? Once. Yeah, but then what I fear we're pitching right now, Joe, then is is Jurassic Park three. You're talking about something kind of removed and different. But Sam uh, Neill is in Jurassic
0: Park three. You dig him up?
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, and he
2: was, you know, arguably the the primary leading man in Jurassic Park. In
0: Jurassic Park, Sam Neill the leading man. Oh, absolutely. 100%. He's with the kids on the journey. Yeah. Um, I think it's fine because in theory malcolm's still a mathematician he's still a chaos theory guy he could still be like why are you doing this again and trying to tell you <laughs> i mean here's my pitch and
2: it's a mute point because by the time this podcast comes out people who want to yeah, see the movie we'll would have seen, seen it. it do you think he's in the movie for more than the scene that's in the trailer uh, because no. i do not <laughs> i think <laughs> no, the scene not. in the trailer is the one scene he will be in
0: i think he'll get three scenes Oh, that's interesting. That's pretty awesome. Maybe he it
1: kind of sees the climax on a screen or something it's and a... comments on it. Yeah, Life exactly. found a way. Exactly.
0: Yeah, okay. Life is finding a way. Yeah,
1: chaos phrase. You got I cut, cut from that. the team?
2: Uh, I mean, he'll throw every fucking catchphrase out there because that's the point of the
0: movie. <laughs> I want to <the> laugh. <laughs> I want him to do the well, last. Uh, m- must go faster. <laughs> oh, God. See, he's the best thing about the original besides the dinosaurs. Uh, but I just want him to have that
1: wavy, dark hair.
2: <laughs> they <laughs> they love the much go faster line or must go faster line so much that he literally just threw it into Independence Day as well. Oh. I mean, he literally oh, says right. the same thing at the end. And it was because they were like, Remember when you said must go faster? That was pretty funny. You should say it again. It's (laughs) like,
0: take my wife, please. Nothing made me more aware of the objects in me are closer than they appear. Yeah. In my driving test than the (laughs) T-Rex. All right. So that's that. We franchise beginning to end, right? I want to ask quickly, does anyone have a favorite scene in the entire series? Or favorite dinosaur moment, favorite death? Just anything that pops in your head that you really like that we haven't talked about yet before we wrap up the film section.
1: You know, you mentioned it a little bit before, but uh, I think there really was something about us being kind of the similar age of the little boy and the little girl in the first films. And when they were alone in that food court, (laughs) about to get torn apart by a raptor, trying to burst open the door, you know, having the strength to kind of hold it back, that, that really stuck with me. Yeah. Now, not them eating the Jello and the desserts. Do yeah. you table. know how oh, that's a great? That's what yeah, I that's thought that's a you great were going <laughs> It's just too, like yeah. them, a like super excited. has yeah. got
0: his bandanas on his hands yep. from getting electrocuted. Yeah. His hair yep. is all crazy. Oh
1: yeah, and his yeah. They're both basically in blackface just, he's
0: got so much dirt and soot on him. I mean, it's hilarious. I'm like, why did Grandpa invite us here? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Grandpa. <laughs> like, oh yeah, we haven't tested any of this. Come on out, kids. Joe, do you have anything that sticks out of your mind? Um. A million and one lines. I like it's exactly. it's a
2: franchise that is is so ingrained in my thought process like oh the door locks. Oh the door <laughs> locks that's great that's go back. Uh, uh, yeah, hold on to your butts. Uh, 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 I know this it's a Unix system. <laughs> I say that.
0: I say that all the time. If I'm playing a fighting game where I'm about to get somebody, like, I know I got him, I say, it's a Unix system. I know this. (laughs) I ah. love the the scene with uh, Wayne Knight
2: where he's trying to do his dirty deals at the beginning of Jurassic Park and he's like, Hey, this guy, this guy, this guy's Dotson. Over here. We See? got Dotson here. No one cares. That no There's so many I great supporting
1: moment. characters. You're totally right. Uh, if I can throw out Jurassic World, has Lauren Lapkus, a very famous podcaster, uh, cast yeah. in that role. So huge shout out to her. I mean, I, I do love the supporting cast of oh, these films. What's his name from uh,
0: new, girl? new Girl? Jake Johnson. Jake hilarious Johnson? in that new side role. His Absolutely. name is just Nick. <laughs>
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: Unfortunately, he is
2: not returning for. for
0: uh, return, oh, really? Which I thought was. I thought he uh, died, mistake. or did he not? He stayed behind, though, right?
2: I think he survived, but he's not he, coming back. Yeah. Well, there's this Because it doesn't make sense, you know, with the fact that they're just all abandoning ship anyway. Yeah, yeah, really yeah, true. Um, well he just gets off the I i mean isn't that how he's just like uh fuck this i'm leaving yeah. i'm not gonna get eaten by dinosaurs like I, I learned my lesson
0: that's right i thought he had a line though like somebody has to stay behind and he tries to kiss the girl and she's like oh i have a boyfriend and he's like uh <laughs> that, really yeah that's a great my scene. bad um so for me it's uh yeah the Unix system scene the door locks i can't you know trying to get the gun <laughs> with her foot like it's crazy only you know? the, <laughs> the door locks door locks yeah, it's, uh, that, that, it's just, there's so much, I think 90% of these quotes we're talking about they were all coming from the original film. It stands so far above and beyond. Like I said, Spielberg starts the summer blockbusters with Jaws, then begins the franchise boom with Jurassic Park, almost you could argue. like Oh, uh, 100%. That creates, now we can make a bunch of the same film. Um, that being said, I want a hit or shit on Fallen Kingdom.
1: Ooh, okay, I'll go first. All right, Mike, very interesting. Um, Now, as one of the, like I said before, top-grossing films of all time, Jurassic World, uh, and we've, uh, by the point of this recording, seen some of the international numbers come in already as well as it's opening there first, and they've come in a little lower than projected. I'm going to say hit, I'm going to say not as much as they'd be willing to hope for the continuation of this franchise, but definitely going to own the box office the weekend it comes out. I'm going to say shit critically. Um, It seems like people are really tired of
2: the the franchise in terms of, yeah, like they have, they haven't had that, that big brains revelation that I have yet where it's like, just pretend they're fast and furious movies. (laughs) Just, just relax and enjoy them for what they are. Um, We have seen some early reviews. They're not particularly positive. Uh, They're not overly negative, but again, it's, it's tracking low to begin with. Um, I think, it will do well its first weekend. I don't think it'll break records like Jurassic World did, no. especially in a year where you were competing with Infinity War, uh, Incredibles 2. I mean, every fucking week up until this movie comes out for the last a two months, there has been Solo. a major blockbuster.
0: Yeah, it's outrageous.
2: So I, I'm going to say shit critically hit box office. So I guess it's kind of breaking even for me. Um I'll check it out at some point.
1: I'm not rushing there, though. Yeah, are you rushing, Mike? Are you going
0: there opening weekend? I am going opening weekend. All right, I'll say I'm not, boo. But tell me. Tell us right now, Mike. Hit or shit. Dinosaur Kid is back in full effect. I am. (laughs) (laughs) He's back. I was trying to show somebody what an Archaeopteryx was the other day, and I spelled it correctly first try, so good luck, listeners. Fuck you, autocorrect. Yeah, I don't need it. I think it's going to be fun. I think, like Joe said, you had to be big brains and realize that it's just a ridiculous over-the-top maybe horror film with a dinosaur, right? And it's leaning into this stuff that came out in the 90s, too. There was a movie Carnosaur about these people in a facility getting attacked by dinosaurs. It was R-rated and very gory, and he fights the T-Rex with the construction equipment. It's very aliens.
2: Well, something we didn't hit uh, while we were talking the movies, James Cameron was bid out in a matter of hours to get the rights to Jurassic Park. Really? And he said that after seeing it, it made sense. Spielberg made a much more commercially friendly movie, but his pitch was aliens with dinosaurs uh, do you think we're yeah. kind of going to see those elements in I this late think one
0: that's what we're heading more especially towards, if you did sure. the orphan i want that spooky horror movie but the dinosaurs, freddy krueger right like in the ba- Ooh, i'm a
1: dinosaur
0: <laughs> I, hate so I, hate I hate that i hate that i just want to add the, the sound effect now. <laughs> <laughs> a little pluck of the violin bling, bling. it's so cheesy one, so dumb two But like raptors
2: coming for you
1: because just real quick because we glossed over what's the name of the super white dinosaur in world indominus so rex indominus yeah. rex this is the Indominus Raptor in is, the next one. I don't know if you Indominus guys know raptor, this. Right? It is it's Indoraptor. Su- Indoraptor, right. yeah. It's this super made. That's not like That is just. Nuts.
2: Which is kind of a play on like uh, the. You're the dinosaur kid. The yeah. Raptor. When we found out after Jurassic Park uh, came out that there was a 10 foot tall raptor. There's a Utah oh, raptor. raptor. Oh, oh, is that what it was? That called? is
0: the one that's more correct to scale. The Velociraptor was only about three, four feet tall. Like
1: oh, a, for real? Oh, yeah. I could have kicked those. Never mind. Yeah. I'm not scared of that <laughs> <which either>.
0: Spielberg <laughs> joked that, like,
2: you know, because he knew that and he was like, no, fuck it. I want a 10 foot tall raptor like it is what it is people don't know but you uh, and then they discovered during production that that, that was real so I mean the quote was kind of like you know we we dreamt it and then they found it
0: but then it just goes back to in uh you know Jurassic World um Henry Wu says, oh, we just made him how we thought people wanted him to be anyway.
2: Yeah, they added that throwaway line to like Dino like,
0: Shout out to BD Wong. Yeah.
2: Oh, Dino DNA, Mr. DNA. A oh, great, that's uh, a
1: classic. Let's talk best scene. That's the best scene when well, you watch is, the this video. this is a good segue into the books. <laughs> Let's do it. Uh,
2: Mr. DNA was designed to put all of the exposition in the book into
0: a five-minute
2: cartoon inside the movie. Oh, hilarious.
0: Yeah, and I think it's pretty successful. Even as a kid, I understood it. Yeah, you know, it was simple. So back to the book then. Let's do it. Let's throw it. You know, we think uh, Fallen Kingdom, check it out. It's already going to be out. So you heard our predictions. Let's see if we were right. And uh, talking about that bidding war, Spielberg was working on this with Michael Crichton before the book even came out. So let's go there. Let's see where the book differed from the film and even talk about some of the comics that came after. We are talking the Jurassic Park novels. All right, so we went in depth to the Jurassic Park films, but what really started it was the Michael Crichton novel, or at least the announcement of the novel, because Spielberg got wind of this and thought, I want to make a film based on that premise, a theme park with dinosaurs. Michael Crichton, essentially, when he was working on the book, said, there's no need to make a dinosaur. There's no need for that. So why would you do it? It would have to be commercial. It would have to be to entertain and make money that way. So what if it was a theme park? Because science isn't going to spend its resources on this, right? Michael Creighton hates
2: theme parks, I think is like the one fact I know about him, because we also have
0: Westworld, where (laughs) he hates theme parks. Yeah, never invite him to Disneyland, let me tell you.
1: Yeah, really. An interesting fact about Westworld, uh, Jurassic Park, he originally tried to write as a screenplay that he was going to sell off, not make it a book. He ended up switching that uh, by writing uh, Westworld as a screenplay originally. He was going to make that a book. Nope, he flipped it around.
0: Well, wow, that's pretty interesting. I didn't yeah. even know that. And I'm a big Michael Crichton fan. Have you guys read the books Jurassic Park or The Lost World?
1: I have. I have read Jurassic Park.
0: Okay, Joe. I have not read either. No. All right. I'm I'm a big Michael Crichton fan. I've read you know Andromeda Strain, Prey, Congo, um, Terminal Man. Um, a lot of his books, you know, Jurassic Park and Lost World. So he's my favorite uh, kind of hard techno sci-fi author.
1: Red Congo as well. That's probably my biggest letdown as far as translation to the screen because
0: a lot gets lost in that movie yeah, adaptation. That's a but, but it's failure. got uh, – um, John Voight, right? And Bruce – Campbell. Yeah, oh, Bruce Campbell Bruce and his Campbell's Campbell's in his kidding. Are you kidding? me? Yeah. I think Congo's fun. Uh, my dad calls it monkey butt burn because they <laughs> shoot, they shoot him with a laser and then they fall in the lava. Sure, sure. Know. It's just something my dad always says. It takes hey, me. Hey, and that's how lasers work, right? You put a
1: gigantic diamond in a gun and it shoots a laser? Yeah. Yeah.
0: I, I mean, so. that's science, man. <laughs> that's, yeah. We're still using those? And that, oh, Timeline too. That's another be- weird translation. Yes,
1: a great Gerard
0: Butler film. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> uh, is it Fast and the Furious? Paul Walker was Timeline, right? Oh, yeah. Paul oh, yeah, Walker right. is in Timeline. You're yeah. right. Anyways, fast Michael you can't
2: just say fast in the <laughs> we're comparing <laughs> these movies it's, it's in there. I mean it's it's worth noting though that Michael Creighton like obviously has been always connected to cinema his books are so cinematic in a way Yeah, and like you know it's worth noting that production for the first Jurassic Park movie started in 1989 They were working off the original manuscript before the book was even
1: published. Right. Sure. And like you mentioned earlier, Mike, uh, writing the second book basically to make a second movie, I mean, obviously he's thinking cinematically. He's writing this almost like a screenplay. And I think that was really kind of the birth of
2: the modern era of book translation to movies like Ready Player One. uh, The film rights were sold off to Warner Brothers before the book was even published. I mean, we've seen that a lot after Michael Creighton, he kind of paved the way for the author-slash-screenwriter
0: era. And he did work on the screenplay for the original film, you know, obviously. It seems like, yeah, a lot of birthing happening here, not just of dinosaurs, but of the franchise concept, the selling of a book rights before it's even finished, things like that. So, Mike, how does the
1: first book, Jurassic Park, translate to you to the movie? A lot of differences...
0: Yeah, so, I mean, there are some differences. Uh, namely, like, the way the book opens is actually the way they open the Lost World film. There's a lot of things that happen in the original book that get recycled in the second and yeah, third film. Yeah, they just films. save it over. Yeah. So, um, basically, the main differences are Grant loves kids, you know. Um, Hammond is a dick. You know, he's not this nice Willy Wonka character. He, like, is only concerned about the success of his work. He doesn't even care when his grandchildren are missing. Yeah. <laughs> um, he ends up dying actually. Uh the way a character in the Lost World film dies. Oh he, which one? He trips over a log in the book and he breaks his leg in the compsignathus, the little ones. He gets they all maul by him his creation. Yeah, the he same gets way
1: de- Wayne Knight goes in the film.
0: Yeah, and no or, Wayne no, Knight is killed um, by a dilophosaurus. The oh, I'm sorry, the that's right, one, he gets the spit. The hunter in, in the, the second, second one. Film.
1: who's uh, like teasing
2: them with the taser basically and he's like you yeah, guys are fucking dumb."
0: the little chicken sized ones yep. yeah. Yeah. yeah so that's <laughs> directly lover. yeah and then the raft scene and the aviary scene from the third film when they, they the pterodactyls and then they're on the raft and the um spinosaurus comes out that is from the book as well
2: i love the fucking pterodactyls like why why did you why did it take so long the
0: technology you gotta do yeah, all cg I mean, makes yeah. sense. I mean
2: it's 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 worth noting though originally at the end of the first jurassic park movie uh, they see pelicans as they're flying away. Those were digitally replaced. Uh, originally, they were going to be pterodactyls. Oh uh, wow! Uh, which was saved and is the final shot of Jurassic Park three. That, that makes
0: sense. Okay, yeah. I think uh, the book it's a lot you know darker. It's a lot more gruesome because the publishers pushed Crichton to kind of go that route. There's a lot of descriptions of intestines and you know these very gruesome deaths. In Jurassic Park, the film you just see an arm. That's the worst thing you see is the severed arm of Samuel L. Jackson. The rest of it is all off camera.
2: Which, again, they meant to do more, but that hurricane during production just really kind of fucked them over. I
0: think it worked out in their favor, though. It's so
1: much more subtle.
0: Yeah, a couple other things that are different is uh, the ages of the children are switched. So it's an um, older uh, brother and younger sister, and the older brother does not really care about dinosaurs and stuff like that.
2: I like that that switch happened, though, because... You know, with Laura Dern and then Lex, like you needed stronger female characters. Yeah. In, that, uh, in the book, movie,
0: the girl is just like complaining, like, "Oh, I'm hungry. It's hot." You know, so it's cool that Lex <laughs> Murphy in the film is like the hacker, yeah. and like she's, I'm really a cool. hacker. Yeah, which that's a great line too. Like, oh, what are computers? I don't know what a fucking Unix system is. To be honest, <laughs> yeah. you guys, no idea. But they gave, yeah, they gave her the female characters a little bit more strength there. You know. Um, uh, Laura Dern's character she is like engaged in the book she's not single like she is in the movie just dumb that doesn't really matter you know oh I that kind
2: of matters to me though because Jurassic Park 3 is the one I've seen most recently um, and she's just like married all of a sudden yeah. I and mean, like kind of s- seems a little sad because like Alan Grant doesn't even know her husband like they meet for the first time in the movie I was like, "Why is it this way?" I thought they were so close. Knowing that she was engaged in the book, that kind of adds a little uh, just some clarity there.
0: He has no plot significance, but it's mentioned that she's engaged to some doctor back home.
2: But you Uh, need that romance in the movie. Yeah, yeah.
0: The lawyer actually is not a coward in the book. He is the one who actually tries to distract and save the children, Um, and he survives in the book. The lawyer survives. He doesn't Mm. get eaten on a toilet. So. Uh, Malcolm is a little bit more of a dick. He's very cynical. He doesn't have fun lines the way Jeff Goldblum has it. And Malcolm dies in the book, but not really. They bring him back for the Lost World book, even though he technically died in the book. Um, yeah, he was like recovering in
2: a hospital from injuries or something like that, right? Yeah, and
0: Henry Wu, uh, B.D. Wong's character, dies in the book, survives in the film. So, little and lives differences. on to yeah, Jurassic World. I mean, the to now be now. the big yeah. bad, it seems, right? Yeah, it seems like he is the one who is selling off the rights,
2: when we get into the comic books, I'll touch a little bit more on Henry Moore as a character.
0: I mean, for me, uh, I'm, I don't know how much else to bring up for the books. We talked a little bit about the differences. They did repurpose the scene, like the aviary in the third film. And like the raft scene in the book was turned into the Jurassic Park ride. And that was actually being developed before the film. And it had a hundred million dollar budget.
2: Wow. What a great point to make. Like we didn't talk at all about the fact that Jurassic Park does kind of exist in our universe in a theme park. I mean, there is. Yeah.
1: It's one of the best theme park rides. I love it. And like they were making it flume.
2: before
0: the film was even being made. Uh, oh,
2: have, you guys, have you guys been on the ride? Uh, oh, yeah. I have not.
1: I have not. Oh, yeah. Love it. Mike, what are you
2: doing, man? It's, it's I am Michael them, Crichton. Like my name is minutes. Michael.
0: <laughs> and I hate theme parks. There's too many lines oh, to stand no. in. I'll stand in lines when I'm dead. Well, I'll tell you what. We'll go... In like November. Give me a fast pass.
2: Yeah, we'll go in November. There will be no line. Uh, One time I rode the ride. It was 11.55, park closed at midnight. Uh, We sat in the very front. We were the only ones on the entire ride. I have a picture of me, my brother, and our friend Greg. Just the three of us, no one else on the entire car. Oh, that's great. They all got eaten. That's what I would tell people when they came to my house. <laughs> but like at the, the Hollywood, uh, or not the Hollywood, uh, the Florida location, they have like the exact restaurant from the movies. There's like oh now like God. a raptor area. I mean, it, it is weird to think like, are they doing right? We're almost there at a Jurassic Park park. Yeah. Like these comments on, on franchising and, and commercialism and theme parks. It's like, oh, it exists in our
0: world. Michael Creighton was right. Yeah. And I mean, put that on a shirt. Yeah, the whole Michael Crichton was right. It's like Thanos. Um, The thing with the book is, yeah, it's basically a way to illustrate chaos theory, the concept of chaos theory. So these tiny deviations in any model that if you scale them up on a large scale can cause everything to collapse. So, yes, you can make dinosaurs, but there's small variables that you're not in control of. All of a sudden, oh, they're breeding. And one of the dumbest (laughs) things about the book, I thought this was so dumb. It's a great book, but it's like. They have a machine that counts the number of dinosaurs. And if it goes below that threshold in the paddock, they know one escaped. It is not flagged to say if there is more than the required number of dinosaurs. So what has been happening is the dinosaurs have been breeding. Nobody knows it. And some of them have been escaping and then uh, attacking people in Costa Rican islands. And that's what starts. uh,
1: That's a bit of a design flaw.
0: Yeah, like you should know if you have more or less than you are supposed to have correct.
2: <laughs> it seems like something you'd want to keep track of.
0: Yeah, so big, big programming oversight. I don't know if they paid the Wayne Knight character to design that, but they uh, fucked up.
2: One of the things I love about the the movies is how important books are inside the movies like alan grant has written two books in universe yep uh one before the incident one after the incident malcolm as well malcolm is known for writing books as well i think it's kind of funny i I, michael creighton probably felt really good writing like all these writing authors authors. (laughs) that's true that's (laughs) that's true. very
0: like stephen king of him that's true and at that point like he's also yeah very successful because this book was a new york times bestseller lost world was a bestseller you know the film was i mean yeah, he was paid two hundred million dollars for the rights to Jurassic Park. Oh my
2: god. Oh my god. Yeah, something insane like that. I mean, that's unheard of.
0: Yeah, so I mean the Michael Crichton books, if you like the film, you'll probably like the book. It's a little bit darker. Be prepared to have a stronger stomach on it, and check out other Michael Crichton books if you like that kind of hard sci-fi techno horror, the dangers of technology. If you like Black Mirror, it's kind of like that. Oh, yeah. Andromeda oh, Strain,
1: really scary, and really f- plays into the horror realm. Your elements. blood will turn
0: to dust. Ooh. How do we stop this? <laughs> this disease. It's scary, right? Yeah, he has really good stuff uh, Prey is about nanomachines going around. Uh, oh, Prey, I don't know. Prey is good. It's like a nanorobot cloud. Like, what if it became self-aware and you couldn't stop it because it's nanorobots? It's not one threat. It's billions of threats. Audible.com. Get on <laughs> Audible.com and not go ahead sponsor. and check it out. Put in backslash normies and get your nope. free audio. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't do that. But you could write them and tell them you want that. Tell them to get us a sponsor. We'll yeah. put that tone. So those are the books that inspired it. Um, Got kind of spread around the films in different parts. Things that didn't get used, did get used. But then it also spawned this comic book universe.
1: Oh, and if I can go first, I would love to talk about some of these. I took a look at one series in particular, but just to let you guys know, the rights to the comics eventually got taken over by IDW, who... uh, Released a couple different ones. Uh, originally, it was owned by Tops, the playing card game. Is that Indominus Wex? <laughs> I <I-E-W? laughs> yeah, 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 w exactly. Yeah. Uh, but if you guys remember Tops, like they did the baseball yep. cards, they did um, garbage pale kids as well. Tricera. They actually had a comic book series that they released through that. Yeah, I mean every 80s and 90s kid collected some sort of Tops card.
2: Uh, their take on the series originally. Uh, the first run they did came out in 1993. It was released from 1993 to 1994. Uh, four or five issues that literally cover the movie exactly. I mean, I'll, we'll, we'll post some some screen grabs on the Twitter and Instagram accounts so you can take a look. It's pretty funny to see the iconic moments played out just in comic book panels. I mean, it even says in the opening credits of the comic that it is based on the screenplay, based on the novel. Oh, God. I think those were the
0: Triceratops books.
1: <laughs> Tops, tops. Yeah. Uh, but I like the comic series. I took a look at those. Uh, they were pretty interesting. They look a lot like old school Marvel 70s comic books. Really sure. popping so, cover. Covers. I saw the art style. Yeah, yeah right. Exactly. Um, and then the IDW comics would eventually re-release those top series before starting out on their own. So Joe and I actually read two different series. I'll talk about mine first. I read the Jurassic Park IDW series, Dangerous Games, which was released in 2011. Uh, and I'll tell you guys... I did not like it. Okay, (laughs) I thought it was very bad. It's interesting. It's uh, based on the book, The Most Dangerous Game, if you guys are familiar with that story, which is about a man being invited to an island to be hunted by a a rich billionaire. Uh, And it incorporates that story by having a drug cartel take over the island of Isla Nublar, where all of the dinosaurs live. And uh, he invites people there to get hunted amongst the dinosaurs. Oh, my God. I
0: think this is where... Fallen Kingdom two is going. Uh, yeah, really. The island I mean, that gets is jumping the Wrecked shark. by a volcano. Cartels go in. Let's get dinosaurs. I don't know, Joe.
2: The the IDW books in general were definitely trying to be edgy. Uh, like they're a lot more graphic than you would expect if you were a fan of the movies. Based on what you said about the books, it makes sense. But the, the drug cartel stuff, it's Oh, let me so tell you, unexpected. speaking of violence,
1: uh, it's drawn in sort of a Japanese, more towards anime, not necessarily manga style. It's, okay. it's It kind of looks like a late game Final Fantasy where a lot of the bad guys are just wearing wide lapels and open yeah. suits and just firing guns into the air while explosions <laughs> are behind them and just We're making sweeping statements. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Very stupid. But you see the lead character in the final pages of the first issue, which is pretty short, only about 20 pages. Uh, say, I'm starving, pick up a knife and cut off the head of a small herbivore, almost like a tiny bronosaur and say, I hope this tastes like chicken. I mean, it That's is what I fucking predicted.
0: violent. <laughs> That's pretty gnarly, though. From what I understand, right, this is... One of these series had the Robert Muldoon character, Clever Girl, surviving, right? Well, that's interesting.
1: I will say that my series, Dangerous Games, had no crossover with the original franchise whatsoever. So I'll throw it over to you, Joe.
2: Yeah, some of the stuff I took a look at dealt with the original characters more. The Robert Muldoon uh, Clever Girl. Yeah, I don't know his name. (laughs) That came from uh, the original Top Series, actually. After they did their Jurassic Park rehash of the screenplay. They had two different series. They had Return to Jurassic Park, uh, which had just a couple one-shot stories put together, and then they had a five-issue arc that was about raptors in particular that followed uh, Grant... Uh, Ellie and uh, Muldoon, who somehow survives unscarred and they fight raptors. I mean, it's like raptor redemption, raptor attack. It's like five issues. I only really had a chance to graze those. They were pretty difficult to track down, actually, and kind of expensive on uh, eBay. I was surprised. Interesting, interesting. But the other IDW books, so flash forward a couple years, I read one of those. I got to agree with Colin here. The style was just like... What what are you doing, baby? Like it's like you're writing a horror oh, book. I hated it. Uh, it was really bad. I read. Um, I hate saying things are bad, but they were bad.
0: Um, <laughs> things can be bad, and it's okay yeah. to say that they're bad.
2: I read Jurassic Park Redemption and Jurassic mm. Park Redemption. Do you guys remember the character of Peter from the Lost World? Peter Quill.
1: Yeah, Peter Quill. <laughs> Jurassic World. Oh, from sorry. number two? Uh, no, I'm thinking of. Isn't there a Peter in number three? No, uh,
2: I can't remember. No, I think it's it's. It's the second one. He is the nephew of uh, oh, John Hammond, oh, yes who is the president of InGen, kind of like the human antagonist. He gets wrecked on the boat, right? Yep, he gets exactly. wrecked on the boat, except okay. in the comic universe, he survives. Oh, what? And his face is like ripped to shreds. Oh, this I like, actually. Uh, villain origins. <laughs> it is. I, and like, I basically. Hate T-Rex. So so Redemption follows the kids, which I thought was nice. I mean, it was good like to see some follow-up on that. Mm-hmm. I would have liked to see that explored in the movies. Like and um, Basically, they deal with the trauma of the events way differently. And Tim, the boy, is obsessed with kind of restarting Jurassic Park and doing it in a way that isn't going to get people killed, like friendly little dinosaurs, basically. Okay. So he is trying to track down the cane, from hammond that has oh the, with the
1: amber fossil of course wow. exactly the and artifact. the whole time
2: he's working against this mystery bidder who's like outbidding him at every turn and, and is kind of like terrorizing him behind the scenes it turns out it's peter his uncle who survived the attack and is now like ripped to shreds i mean he's really fucking gnarly looking like half a face very like you were saying in the
1: iwd books colin it's uh You know, just like this weird kind of like horror look, needlessly Mm. violent. But I got to say, Joe, I understand that you didn't like how it looked or a lot of the comic, but I'm kind of digging a lot of these facts. You're giving me an overarching story, a MacGuffin, a villain. I mean, this is what this franchise needs. I mean, even Alan Grant and
2: uh, Ellie both have appearances in the book. And I mean, it does follow the original characters. It's just the... The writing is pretty lackluster, and the the art again, and it's just like needlessly violent. Like people get ripped in half all the time, and it's just like,
0: why? If they really wanted to go full Fast and the Furious, let's get a cast of everybody you've ever heard of. You know, <laughs> they could lean into that. Like, what does Tim do? Like, now that the park has failed, what what do we got to do to either? Maybe he wants to shut it down because he knows it's too dangerous. Tim, as a grown up, yeah, Alex, bring those kids she's back. She's the hacker now, that. right? She's a computer programmer doing this. stuff. Who knows? I mean, they have the to have an out. opinion on direct world they must if you bring in Malcolm you could bring in everybody else for the third one and like let's sh- end this for good
2: we do see a lot of that stuff kind of written off in one liners in you know the lost world and Jurassic Park 3 there's even a line where it's like Ian McDowell I don't, I don't really like his books I mean like they mention these characters in universe they just do a very bad job right. of, of keeping up
1: now it's the same publisher for both our comic books Joe but let me ask you about the dinosaurs uh, did they have feathers Oh, no. Mine did not. Really? Oh, yeah. Let me tell you. Dangerous Games, every one of them covered in feathers. Mine came out after yours. Yeah,
2: mine came out in 2010. Yours came out in 2011. But just in that one-year shift, they were like, you know what? Fuck it. Feathered But five
1: issues for each run. So obviously, they're kind of just experimenting. Very short. Uh, I don't know, fans. I I recommend you take a look at them if this is your thing. But if you're just looking for dope comic books about dinosaurs, you can find that somewhere else. It does not have to be Jurassic Park licensed. Yeah. Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. Yeah, absolutely. Check them out. Marvel bucks. Yeah, anything on, uh, anything with uh, Kazar hanging out in, uh, in uh, the Safari Zone? What, oh, what the am Savage I thinking Land. of? The Savage Land. Yeah, back in the old oh, school. Man. Oh, man.
2: That's like stuff your dad would have collected, right? Those exactly. are very old Marvel comics.
0: Right. Well, I guess that's comics, right? I mean... Yeah, not too much like else to say. kind of these... Short runs, a little bit of time, but they're not canon or anything. Just more. no. They specifically say that they are not. canon. I say read the Michael Crichton book before you read the comics. I would oh, recommend I, that
1: too. If you like the later films, Jurassic World has an adaptation in the comic books as right. well. Again, it's just an adaptation. You know, you're not missing anything there. Yeah, if you some saw of the movie. Are, you read the books.
2: Yeah, some of these uh, adaptations, I mean, they're literally just taking the screenplay and hiring an artist to draw it out. Meaning they might as well just be the storyboards for the movies, particularly. And again, I'll I'll post them on social media so you guys can take a look. The original tops run for Jurassic Park. I mean, it's spot on. Like it is. I'm a hacker. I'll post I'll post that panel in particular. (laughs) (laughs) So maybe
1: our fans
0: might want to check that one
2: out. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely worth taking a look at. And the art's pretty cool. It's 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 very uh, classic comic.
0: All right. Well, as we've learned, you know, genetic manipulation is not a game, but I would like to talk about some. That's the Jurassic Park video games, and there were a lot of them. So let's uh, get in there talking the video games around Jurassic Park. Right, folks, so we've talked the films, we've talked the books, and we talked the comics, and we saw Dennis Nedry working at his council, but we're talking about the video games about Jurassic Park we played on our home council. So, I know personally... My first experience was with the Sega Genesis game. You could play as Dr. Alan Grant or the Velociraptor, which was the big draw. You could play as the raptor and use your claws and run and jump and flip. And that was it for me. How about you guys?
1: Now, you're talking about the one that was sort of side view. Side
0: scrolling. Side scrolling. Metroidvania. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. Mm -hmm. No, not my first instance with that. And Mike, while I am not a Jurassic Park fan, I am a Jurassic Park video game fan. Really? For sure. I loved these games. One of the first ones I owned for Super Nintendo was Jurassic Park for the Super Nintendo. That was more of a top-down, you were Alan Grant again. Almost looked like Metal
0: Gear, right? Exactly.
1: You were running around the park doing all sorts of crazy things. It would sometimes become first-person shooter-esque as you would enter these uh, lost terminals where the raptors have taken over, and it was fucking terrifying.
2: Yeah, Colin, we played through this on a, a Raspberry Pi your brother had built and given to us when we were living together. I remember like... I mean, there's almost like a horror game element where you're wearing night vision goggles going through
1: trying to put the electricity back on in the park. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Whoa. It's awesome. I mean, it was one of the first, and like you've almost mentioned, a Doom-esque, you know, going around first person, raptors coming up behind you using sound cues. I mean, for a child, for a six-year-old child, that game freaked me the fuck out. I never beat it. As Joe mentioned, I got a pie recently. About two months ago, I put that sucker on, and I ran through it, dude. I loved playing it again. Wow, that's it was a lot of fun. Like that—that that was the thing about Super
2: Nintendo games when you were a kid. Movie tie-in games were really the only games you would ever get. I mean, like Mario and like movie tie-ins to like Batman Returns. I remember was a big one. Oh yeah, and the Jurassic that's Park true. game was like fucking impossible. And then we played as adults, like with a little more of a, a knowledge of how video games work to begin with. Felt a lot more natural. Yeah, there was
1: just something It was like a disconnection when you were a kid. It's almost like I didn't have the thought process to think, well, I'm kind of on a quest here. Let me focus on that. No, it was kind of a free-for-all. Just walk around the park and hope a dinosaur or a T-Rex doesn't uh, maul the hell out of you. But you would walk around. You would pick up different types of ammo. uh, You would try to find dinosaur eggs for bonuses. I mean, it just it it was fantastic. Yeah, and the ammo I remember specifically there was
2: like, rockets which would one rockets, shot them for trank you Trank darts trank darts which would put them to sleep uh the electricity which would just mm-hmm. kind of spook them off of you that for was kind of your
1: generic yeah, yeah. Okay. and if and if you if they got close to you that was it i mean like you really had to be it was almost like pac-man well, yeah, exactly you could get swarmed and almost pack-esque too i mean if three raptors come out it's game over you could pick off one maybe two run to the woods but no you could not face a herd of dinosaurs yeah, it was almost like open world in terms of a, uh, a top down game. Though I mean, that you was could, kind of you could go to all corners of the island, and of course the premise was to signal a helicopter to get out. And uh, I can say very recently that I got to that part of the game. I'm very proud of myself. Hey, congratulations! Thank there you, you buddy. I am a I am a over 20 year old adult male who finally beat a yeah. Super Nintendo. Game. <laughs> it, it only took two decades.
0: Well, I've never <laughs> beaten the Sega Genesis game. That thing is brutally hard. It's oh. just a side scroller, but man, it is nuts i think i got to the t-rex one time the final fight for the t-rex but couldn't quite cut it did it have the standard like Remember this code to put in it, it had a the password Xbox. system oh, so if yeah. we, I really wanted to we could you go could back jump and ahead. It.
2: We'll have to do that at some time it's just just dude, normies like us get on a Raspberry Pi and go to the final level of old video games yeah, using I th- passwords.
0: I think Raspberry Pis are made on a Unix system so <laughs> um I <laughs> You're remember Hacker dude. The big draw of that was you got to play as a raptor so your melee attack was your claw it's like when I got to play Maximum Carnage the draw was I could be Venom yeah, Same thing. I I, I, wanted, I wanted to be the dinosaur, didn't care to be Grant. That was boring. But the raptor levels, sign me up. Well, we're kind of
1: talking about video games that were for our era when those films were released. My little brother was all about the Game Boy Advance Jurassic Park 3 game as that film was being released. Really? So it kind of coincides with again perfect movie tie-ins as we mentioned before uh, kind of makes me think that maybe that's why Jurassic Park 3 was made was just a move merchandise for that but uh, you know he got a hell of a thrill out of hunting down the Spinosaur I think you're definitely right there because again like I, I collect action figures Jurassic
2: Park action figures even when the series was dark were always a thing Jurassic Park three. I mean, they brought them back in full force. Like those, the Spinosaurus rex was something that you wanted to get.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, and even Ian Malcolm mentions that in the film. Like, oh, you slap it on a plastic lunchbox, the merchandise. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that, like there, it's been meta since the beginning, I guess. But. um yeah, let's face it. These games are tie-ins to a film. They're not really going to be the best games you've ever played. They might be fun, like the Super Nintendo one has interesting elements. Like there's two types yeah, of gameplay, but, but not that advanced. You're these are not right. your AAA. These are not going to change your life.
2: But what I think they did do, uh, and what the franchise did, is bring Dinomania to the forefront of That's stuff. Right. So there are a lot of dinosaur franchises that I don't think would have been as successful had it not been for the Jurassic Park franchise.
0: Yeah, uh, like for instance, Turok. Came out on the Nintendo 64 in the late 90s. That was a big dinosaur hunting game. Yeah. Dino Which Crisis. Which saw a
1: rebrand. Mike, I put Turok on my pie last night. Tried it for the first time ever. Really? Got a hell of a kick out of it. Really? Yeah, very cool. Definitely a franchise I missed out on. I knew a lot of kids on the bus back in the day who would say, oh, Turok 2 coming out. I'm very excited for that. Uh, it's cool. You know, it's, it's a lot more Bow kind of arrow. like comic booky, you know a little more extreme a little more out there but i love it yeah i mean it saw a reboot
2: on the uh xbox 360 and playstation 3 days that i thought that game wasn't really well reviewed but being nostalgic for the first Turok and just
0: yeah you would have in general
2: with dinosaurs it was a lot of fun to go back to mm.
0: there's been tie-ins for every game too i want to mention that uh, one of the other spin-offs though is uh dino crisis capcom you oh, guys play that love one of dino crisis. crisis just resident evil with dinosaurs yeah why That's not it. man But why not, you know, and they do the similar thing where they have a T-Rex that then gets destroyed by an even larger threat. (laughs) So it's like Jurassic World is just like "Mm, Dino Crisis. I'll Eh.
2: tell you what it is. It's the
0: prequels. There's always a bigger fish. Oh, wow. That's great. Throw. Um, Also. So there's been ties to everything. There's been the Lost World game that had a very weird Easter egg. You guys know about this? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, we should drop the audio in at the
2: end of the episode so people can hear oh, what we're talking save about. It? Yeah, let's okay, Let's okay. save it. Like if you, oh, if you make it to the to end of the guys. episode, just like if you make yeah. it to the end of the game, you get to hear it. That's true. Um, but it was a special treat if you collected all of the DNA samples. And that was a console game. We've talked about some of the other console games. Uh, one thing that we haven't hit yet is the arcade games. Oh, uh, they
1: were incredible. They were just like the Star Wars arcade games. Yeah, you know, they a module you got inside,
0: gun esque, loved it. It looked the like the Jeep. Yeah, yeah, it looks like the Jeep. It's got the paint, it's got the big T Rex on it, Jurassic Park. You know, it had the curtains on the side so you could do some high school makeout sessions yeah, in the there. the courtesy curtains. You know, but. The funny thing about some of the original games is it was always a tranquilizer gun. So you're shooting these dinosaurs with your light gun. You know sure. the screen comes up. Some of them had like a rumble seat, so it like felt like they're they're really fun actually. My local
2: know? arcade did have the rumble seat. I remember it being a Yeah, big that
0: was one. the premium Jurassic yeah. Park arcade shooter <laughs> experience. If you had the rumble seat and two working guns, you were in business. Which we
2: did. Yeah, that was it was one of the like few machines that they invested into. Because I feel
0: like it was it was something people were always in. And on, in the film, you know, you're know, you in the Jeep on the ride, and they kind of recreate that rail shooter. Like it, it does lend itself to a rail shooter very well. I'll give it that much credit. I mean, even the movies feel like
2: an experience. Like I think that's one thing that Michael Creighton and Steven Spielberg developed was the idea of really dropping you into this, this part, because it's not that much of a stretch. I mean, I know... Oh, dinosaur DNA and, and monsters in the real <laughs> yeah, world. Yeah, a little big, basic. But it's the same world. You know, I mean, it's not like it's, you know, a comic book movie where superheroes exist or a- aliens have come down. It's literally just like, oh, we built this with science. It's a very easy
1: concept. You have to give it that. And depending
0: yeah. on, you could follow the story beats exactly. You know, T-Rex escapes, you know, in the rain, you got to escape from him, raptors in the kitchen. Like, you could follow some of these beats too in some And of these there's games.
1: so many questions now about genetic engineering in our own lives. I mean, who knows what the science is yeah, When has
0: science ever genetically engineered something to the negative benefit of humanity, huh? (laughs)
2: It's never happened. (laughs) never happened
0: now. But at the time, it was like this new concept, like, wow, maybe we shouldn't do this. Um, There's also been, you know, some more, you know, games, various genres and everything.
2: I mean, it's almost like the games never died, really. I mean, we've seen um, the most obvious game with the rise of games like... uh, Roller Coaster Tycoon and and stuff like that. We saw the Dino Simulator. Did you guys play that at all? That's not really my type. I did have that for the computer,
0: yeah. My my roommate, um, a couple years ago, was a very big mobile gamer. And she had the Jurassic Park Park Builder. She loves... Tyrannosaurus and stuff like that. So when the Jurassic Park Park Builder game came out where you could manage your own dinos, she was always playing that thing. So there is a mobile market for these things, that kind of micromanaging. Oh, I think that's a really fun concept. People like Absolutely. that, yeah. So anybody into the micromanaging side of it, you can grow your dinos. You can even breed your dinosaurs in the new versions and make your <laughs> own gross. Indominus Rex. Well, yeah, you can breed your Pokemon, too. <laughs> yeah, so uh, there's that going on. So the, even Jurassic World. Do you guys ever t- play the Telltale game series? I
2: did not, but there's some really interesting behind-the-scenes stuff with that game. Ooh, wow. Um, it was met with like pretty mediocre reception. It's kind of regarded as one of the worst. Uh, I have played it. Games. I can
1: confirm. It's it's much more to the point-and-click aspect. There are elements where you'll literally get a lead character say, oh, spot them with your binoculars, and Ugh. that'll be 10, 20 points of the game, opposed to shooting, driving, running around, making choices.
0: Ugh. I okay. like hand-to-hand fighting a Velociraptor. <laughs> yeah, that is that takes there. balls. You dude. know, there there
2: are Telltale games that I think do it better. Absolutely, I've never played the Jurassic Park one. I'm playing through the Batman one now. Big fan of that. Uh, I know there's a million other ones, but the the main drama from the Telltale game came with a lot of the developers and people on the team for the game actually giving it a five star review. And then it was kind oh, of leaked. Uh-oh. Yeah, So that led Ooh. to more. Wow. Backlash.
1: That's some shady behind the scenes stuff. That's like someone, um, yeah, I'm reviewing their own YouTube video. This no, sucks. No.
2: Which is like, hey, I, I get it. You know, you, you want to get out there and you want to put a positive spin on your
1: product, but. It didn't I get it. I know well Telltale him. has had a lot of staffing issues as well. They've done a lot of layoffs and cuts recently. Um, I I think maybe they might just have too many properties. You know, they're even saying that they're gonna do a Stranger Things game now. Take Ugh. a back seat, guys. Like, let's let's I don't, focus I don't. on making a perfect experience. Yeah,
0: I think that's the problem with Telltale, and maybe Jurassic Park Two got into this where it got too big for its own good, spread itself too thin, and yeah, like Telltale. They were known for quality work, and maybe they just had too many properties doing all these different licenses. Game of Thrones is not getting the best reception oh, when it came good out Lord. either. Yeah.
2: So, Game of Thrones, Walking Dead, Back to the Future, Batman. I mean, like you could go on and on with how many of these games they've made. And if you want to hear a
0: Telltale episode, write us at <laughs> yeah, like us. That's where. <laughs> yeah, please hit us up. The, the summation of this is probably... If you like Telltale games, you can skip the Jurassic Park one, correct? Uh, yeah. yeah.
2: Unless you're diehard and you want to play them all. I mean, Unless if you, you want to play want them all, then everything, go, mm, then play them all. I do not recommend it. Mm.
0: Yeah, but the Park Builder seems fun. I have not played anything else, mainly that Genesis one. But...
2: Um, I, to talk a little bit more about the Telltale game, Mike, you're a big fan of the books. Yes. Uh, the plot of the game kind of bridges the gap between the books and the movies a little bit. Okay. Um, for example, I know you had mentioned that in the book, the park is not evacuated.
0: That's right. The workers stay on.
2: Yeah, site. so this kind of follows some of those people who are still on site. That's kind um, of fun, but it also, having
1: to deal with the problems.
2: Yeah, exactly. But it also mentions stuff about, like, the Barbasol can, that Wayne Knight's character. Trying to track it down,
1: that is uh, the MacGuffin running through the plot. Colin, did you beat the game? No, I did not, halfway through. Okay. Uh, so how many, uh, was it broken up in episodes It like is the broken others? up in episodes and chapters, just like the other. I think I got through two of them. Ugh, That's not very far. No, 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 not far at all. So it just kind of wasn't worth your time? Oh, good Lord, no. Uh, And again, I've played through some other ones. I highly recommend The Walking Dead. Guardians of the Galaxy is terrible as well. Uh, So I might take a step back from these Telltale games in the future. I mean, it might just because I'm
2: a diehard fan of of the character, but I've enjoyed the Batman one so far. I'm only in the first
0: episode of the first I'd like to check that one out. Well, it seems like the most... In my opinion, all right, I'm going to say the best Jurassic Park game is the arcade shooter with the rumble seat. 110%. Right? Yeah. yeah. No, I would absolutely believe that. That's what that. it lends itself to. The film does its narrative better than any other video game could do.
1: Beyond that, I went to Dave & Buster's two weeks ago. That game is still there, guys. You went to wow. Dave & Buster's two weeks ago? <laughs> I mean,
0: it is still playing. And they're, like, updating them, too, with the new dinosaurs, right? Like, it's, it's easy to just install a new... I remember when Jurassic World came
2: out, there was an advertisement, you know, like, come drink our daiquiris and play the new fucking game. Like, I, I, I would have been there. had I Well, there.
0: knowing that it's been a franchise that started building the ride before the film was even out. Of course, the arcade tie ins are going to come out too. like it, it's so lending itself to this blockbuster culture of tie it in. However, you can have a mobile game, have a console game, have an arcade game. That's just kind of the nature of these things. I mean, it doesn't really seem like it's any
2: of our types of games. No. But I think the fact that they made a, uh, a roller coaster tycoon-esque dinosaur <laughs> Jurassic Park game makes the most sense. Very I horrible. mean, really,
1: that is like the Sims of, of Jurassic Park. Yeah. Okay, but here's my want. Let's take Jurassic World. Let's take those badass, insane dinosaurs and put that in the arcade game. Let's get a Jurassic World arcade. Get back in the Jeep. Let's blow away the Indominus Rex. That is something I would love to play. Mm-hmm. So you want to see them, beyond updating it, just actually make a new oh, arcade Oh,
0: absolutely. Game. By, like the shooter with the rumbled thing. Maybe yeah, even... we've
1: d- gotten even deeper 40x at this point. You I mean, I'm sure Star there's Wars, a thousand things
0: that they could do. That Star Wars cockpit. You know, with the 180-degree screen. Yep. You hop in. Yeah, oh, let yeah, me yeah. in there. Do that. Um, yeah, I think that's a good point. Also, you get things like now. You know, you have uh, Ark Survival Evolved. I was like, just going to bring that up. You know, yeah. and my personal, this is a little bit older, but my favorite Jurassic Park game is the King Kong spin-off video game from the Peter Jackson version. Oh, my God. The, the playing, what are you talking you're about? You're playing as Adrian Brody <laughs> running around with a gun. You had to fight the dinosaurs. And you're shooting velociraptors in the head. Yeah, it was one of the good. first
2: next-gen games uh, games I think that it was a launch yeah it was it was a launch for the xbox 360
0: and oh, the playstation you
1: guys 3 my mind. third person point of view first person talking, shooter first yeah, person is an shooter. fps and you're you adrian on brody skull what are you talking yeah, about yeah
0: you're adrian brody on skull island just trying to survive you're fighting the dinosaurs the t-rexes the big bugs it okay. is okay <laughs> yeah that i will definitely track yeah, down.
2: i i played that i had a a buddy yeah you know, like a rich friend who who got it on launch and got every game that came out on launch and he was all about Perfect Dark, which was oh, another yeah. one that Ooh, came out. It was a
1: perfect... <laughs> oh, what are you talking about? One of my f- favorite first-person shooters. Xbox Maybe better than Gold Knight. Oh, no, no, no. I'm talking N64. No, 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 no. It was, it was the N64 rebrand. N64 is good. Oh, okay. The, the
0: relaunch go. was trash.
1: Yeah, he was all about that. And I was like, no,
2: man. Jurassic let's World. play King Kong. <laughs> and he was like... Damn. Um, okay, I didn't really like that movie all that much I was like who fucking cares like, <laughs> you, you can shoot
1: bugs and dinosaurs in the all face right. that sounds pretty fucking awesome
0: well it's a good point that we mentioned King Kong because in a way that's what almost inspired this entire franchise to even exist you know the old dinosaur movies the old adventure movies and that's what we got from Spielberg and that created all of this that we've been talking about so I say we go ahead and let's throw it to the rap tour ayo, ayo. All right, we've done it. We've explored the park. We've escaped the T-Rex. We've got the door locks. And now we are here to wrap up Jurassic Park. I want to get, what are you guys' final thoughts on the franchise as a whole? Anything we forgot to touch on? Colin? Well, here's why it is Normie.
1: Like you said, Jurassic Park is a phenomenon. It got kids interested in dinosaurs. It got adults talking about dinosaurs, whether you liked them, whether you didn't. It got science up to date. I mean, people would constantly look to check it in almost a Neil deGrasse Tyson sort of way, where every fact about dinosaurs that would come out, I remember growing up, somebody would say, but that's not how they are in Jurassic Park. Uh, But that's not how they are in Jurassic Park. Um Like I mentioned before, these are not my favorite movies. I don't know what would make them my favorite movies. It's just a franchise that I'm not 100% sold on. Uh, I'll blow your mind right now, Mike. Here's an argument I would make, and I kind of tipped Joe off to this. I think The Mummy is a better franchise than Jurassic Park.
0: That is a very (laughs) hot
1: take. I think, think about this. I think it does what both films are trying to do better. Action-adventure educational capture the delight and imagination of children, but you get better things like Rick O'Connell, Brendan Fraser in the mummy series originally, uh, is just a more interesting and dynamic lead than Alan Grant was, who in my opinion is a little bit boring. I mean, they're both Indiana Jones rips off
2: a hundred percent. One has the fedora. One doesn't the one without the fedora, in my opinion is the better. Yes. And you're
1: talking Brendan Fraser.
2: Colin, I gotta, I hate that I'm agreeing with you. But I'm agreeing
1: it's with not, you. It's not a versus, obviously. Yeah. But just in in our opinion, wouldn't you say that it just accomplishes something differently? And if you want to look at it as a trilogy, they fall to the same faults by the Tomb of the Dragon Emperor, they or whatever the mummy's called. Yeah, it gets just as bad as Jurassic Park It Takes them three films to fuck it up, yeah.
0: But
2: the second one captures the magic of the, the first exactly one with a third act that kind
0: a of falls similar apart. similar way. And, and you get The Rock, right? Oh, are you kidding? Sh- of course, Scorpion, Scorpion King, baby. CG has never looked better than The Rock in the yeah, changed. that
1: might be the one fault that oh. the series has.
2: But here's another <laughs> yeah. good wrap-up point yeah. for uh, Jurassic Park as a franchise. We made the joke about The Rock never looking better in CG. Obviously, the is terrible. <laughs> yeah, uh, The CG in Jurassic Park looks better than the CG in Jurassic World. It looks phenomenal. I mean, that movie revolutionized the way we make a franchise blockbuster film.
0: I think the CG in Jurassic Park 1 holds up better than Lord of the Rings. 110%. Maybe that's because only out of the 15 minutes 9 minutes of it was practical effects but when they use it they use it sparingly but it was to such an effect that you couldn't tell and it's it looks better than the sequels it looks Absolutely. better than lost or Jurassic World it looks better than that
2: and Jurassic Park 3 and the Lost World I mean I would argue it looks better than any movie that's
0: come out since it, it, the, the 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 T-Rex looks better than Thanos yeah period ooh it's that but <laughs> I mean you're it, right though I mean yeah, because they sure. showed us
2: like here here's I believe it more yeah when they made the, the Planet of the Apes reboot, they right. made a hard decision to do it all in CG, even Terrible. when they were regular monkeys. I think that was a good move because you you establish what something looks like. Mm, it sets the audience eye up. Yeah. So like with Jurassic Park, by showing us so much practical effect, it doesn't look silly because that's what we as an audience now accept that that's what dinosaurs look like. True. When we saw the Planet of the Apes reboot, that's what we accepted that monkeys look like. Even though in the real world, we know that they didn't look that way.
0: Yeah, I think that's the legacy. So Colin was saying the normy thing about it is the films. You grew up on the films, right? The niche stuff beginning to enter those waters is the Michael Crichton book. If you read the book, you go a little bit deeper. And then the deepest parts is if you're playing video games and like that's the least thing that fans of the series are consuming.
2: And even to talk more about the normification, uh, I mean, there was a legitimate up in interest in paleontology. Paleontology, yeah. Paleontology. See, I wasn't a dinosaur kid. Uh, The the study itself grew tenfold after the release of the movie and the novel. Yeah. I mean, it was a cultural phenomenon. It swept the, the nation. Everyone was way more interested in dinosaurs
0: than they were before. Yeah, I mean, it's hard when, you know, you have... I think what it is about dinosaurs is they're real, right? I mean, you can point to a kid a picture or something of a dinosaur and say, this existed and you like to wrap your head around that as a kid this giant beast that's larger than life but it actually lived and breathed and bred and ate and shit like this is a thing that's like my dog but it was huge (laughs) same reason
2: sharks are cool
0: yeah Yeah. exactly you know so that's the mystique of dinosaurs and it was just the right time i guess no one had ever they showed us what dinosaurs looked like we'd never seen a more realistic dinosaur before the film came out um so yeah legacy it showed that cg is the future you know, pioneering that whole front and making that transition. And we're still seeing the movies. We'll see how. And we're still seeing annoying. the legacy of Spielberg, one of the greatest filmmakers of all time. He is like the ripple in the cup of water signaling the arrival of a T Rex. The changes that came Ooh, after him.
1: Mike, I love it. Are leaving Goosebumps.
0: shockwaves through the industry to this day. Yeah.
2: Which, even that shot, I mean, practically was, was made by a guitar string. Yes, oh. yes. Like this movie revolutionized filmmaking as a whole. I mean, I yeah. don't think uh, I don't think a lot of us would be sitting here at this table in Los Angeles
0: if we didn't see Jurassic Park. And even the behind the scenes to see like how they made stuff, you're just so fascinated about the process. How do they make these dinosaurs come to life? Things yeah. like that. So, I think that cannot be overstated. Also, you could say that about any Spielberg movie. This changed the way films are made. Yeah, of course, <laughs> it's true. You could just insert that to any Spielberg podcast we do. Save us some time. Um, anything else about Jurassic Park? I mean, it's so memeable, so quotable. Let us know.
1: Let us know what you thought of Fallen Kingdom. Let us know if you think it's going to be a hit or shit. uh, We're very curious. We gave you our thoughts and opinions before, folks, and uh, we're we're excited to catch out that film. Yeah, be sure to hit us up on social media. If there's anything you think we
2: missed, any fun facts about the production that you know that maybe we don't, go ahead and share them with us, uh, Instagram, Twitter, email, any way you can get in touch with us. We'll be there to listen.
0: Yep, and that's right. So that's normieslikeus.com and uh, Instagram and Twitter, normieslikeus. We thank you all for listening. We keep seeing the numbers grow every week. We appreciate all of you checking us out. And for that, I have been Dr. Mike. Ooh, this is paleontologist Colin. Adventurer Joe. And
1: now to play us out, here's Dr. Ian Malcolm.
0: Ha, 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 ha. It's on. Can you hear me? me? It's on. Ah, uh, hello! Hello! If you can hear me, congratulations. Way to go! Way to go! You made it through! You made it through! You spent all that time, and now you're done! You did it! That's quite an achievement. Mike. My, my gosh, you, you looked a 20-foot carnivore right in the eye, and you've lived to tell about it. Well, you are something. Thank you. Thank you for, for sticking with it, for not giving up. That is really something. Now you know what you should do? turn the thing off, for for heaven's sakes, and go outside, you know, breathe the air, take a walk, call a member of the opposite sex, you know what I'm talking about, you know, you have a whole life, life out there, get the stink blown off you, just, just go, go, really, turn off, you, I, I mean, really, okay, hello, hello, okay, I go, I go,